Was this the best win of the season by the Utah Jazz? That's up for debate, but there's no debate. It was the best play by Keontae George we've seen all year. We're talking about it next on Postcast. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz win. As impressive a performance as they've had all year, a 117-109 win here in Salt Lake City on a Saturday afternoon against the Miami Heat in a fun, fun game. A game in which the at the end of one, Miami led by one. At the half, the Jazz led by one. At the end of three, we were tied. And until the final moments of the game, neither team led by more than two possessions other than one single Jazz possession. And that didn't happen until late in the fourth quarter. We went the first 43 minutes of the night, both teams within two possessions the whole time. We finished with 25 lead changes and 12 ties in what was a really, really fun basketball game and a continuation of what we've seen out of the Utah Jazz run of improved play. They've won seven of their last 10 now. They've won four of their last six. This team just is playing completely differently, and Will Hardy is using the pieces correctly. Yeah, you, you can just tell the confidence level is starting to build from the players as, as well with what's going on out there on the floor. Uh, minute distribution, I, I think, is, is changing from game to game. Is that working for the Jazz? Obviously, you know, guys are uh, – different guys are having some big nights. We saw that tonight with Laurie and Clarkson not uh, playing – or not shooting the basketball very well, and, and other guys stepped up and got the win. The most important guy is probably Kelly Olynyk. We'll get to him in a second. The headliner is Keontae George. Yes. He had a really, really bad turnover in the third quarter. Seemed as down as we've seen him. Will Hardy brought him over. And then in the fourth quarter, he was fabulous. These are the flashes uh, that you need to see from rookie players. They sometimes will last for four minutes. Sometimes they last for eight. They happen every now and then, but they are there. That's what you've got to see. And the guts, the number one thing about Keontae is he looks like he belongs. And I even said... On the broadcast night, Ron, he looks like his number one thing is he looks like Blunt, and he hasn't gotten flustered. This was the first time we've seen him kind of noticeably get flustered, and for him to bound out of that in a manner that he did tonight in the fourth quarter, he finishes with 12 points, I believe it was, in the fourth quarter uh, tonight on four of five shooting and three of four from three, and they were big ones, and they were gutsy. Yeah, it was right at a crucial time to where it could have swung either way, as a matter of fact, and, and he knocks down a three good jazz back up four, on, on, on both possessions, I think, when, when he knocked down those three there in, in the fourth quarter. So his confidence level is, is there. Uh, the, the, the moment doesn't seem to scare him. And, and again, you just can't say enough about the confidence level that Will is putting in him and is showing for him out there on the floor. You make a really interesting point right there. He was willing to have a game on his shoulders. Like, if he missed those shots, that could have swung the other way. He wasn't way. scared of having the game on his shoulders there. Yeah. I mean, and they were open threes. Um, take them. You know, and both of them on the left side of the floor. I can look and see what his percentages are on that left side of the floor. I don't think they're very good. No, right none now. of his percentages yeah. are very good. So he's just he's playing with guile a little bit on some of these. You know, it's interesting. He played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, and I think he checked in with about five minutes left. So he played the final 17 minutes tonight. That's also against a Heat team that's up on you, playing you, hard to play. That's that's an impressive task to stay that engaged for those 17 minutes. And, and Will is starting to do some of that. You remember the other night he played, uh, didn't substitute anyone in the fourth quarter. So in, in, if he's going to ride the hot hand, I mean, that's something that coaches uh, I, like to see a little bit more of. you, you got a guy that's, that's hot uh, just because his minutes say he needs to come out of the ballgame. Well, you got to ride those minutes, you know. 
Yep. Special hello to Andy in Europe. The I do uh, the three o'clock tip off helps Europe watch these games, and I just saw he chimed in. Uh, actually, I've always thought the NBA should be playing a like Saturday and Sunday game for the European audiences. A you know a noon and a three o'clock game for European audiences. Um, so fun to fun to be a part of it tonight uh, or this afternoon for for this one. Let me just go big picture on the Jazz. The level of competition, the level of of effort they're putting out there right now. This is just a vastly improved group than what we saw earlier this year. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, and, and again, you know, you're looking at a, a young coach uh, with uh, the personnel changing from one year to the next, uh, roles changing from one year to the next, except for a couple of uh, two or three players. And now you're starting to see what we were witnessing in practice as far as what the Jazz want to do offensively and defensively they're getting probably getting better at it. You know, that's that, that, my, putting it mildly. And, that's probably the best thing. I'm and we opened the broadcast time about what a test Miami is because they change so much and they're versatile yeah. and they alter the rhythm of the game. The Jazz didn't seem flustered by it tonight. They they understood the game plan. Scott Morrison said to us, hey, if you're in that slot three, you've got to take it. you got to pull. It's going to be there all night. They didn't make it early. They were one of 10 and above the break threes through one, two of 16 through three. Four of 23 through three quarters, but it was those slot threes by Lowry Markinen and Keontae George when the Jazz in the fourth quarter suddenly busted out, hitting six of nine from three in that fourth quarter, I think it was, or six of ten, uh, in which, you know, Keontae gets three of them. John Collins hits two corner threes, and Lowry hits an above the break three. I think all three of Keontae's were above the break, so they hit four above the break threes in the fourth quarter, having hit four all night. That, that's game planning from the coaching staff, but that's players having the guts to execute the game plan. Game planning is very important, and especially when you, you, you're able to see it when it happens. Uh, not sure if they talked about when, they, when they're in the zone or even when they're switching one through five. Uh, with some, You should get a shot here, and you should get a shot there. When you're there, take the shot. Uh, and obviously... Keontae was right there on a couple of them and knocked him down. The dagger of the night is Lowry Markkinen's three. He's 0 for 7 at the time from three. He's really having a miserable offensive night. What did you see out of him that he was willing to pull the trigger on? Well, he's the scorer on this team. He's the star on this team. He's the best player on this team. And and you can't be afraid of the moment if you're the best team on, on the best player on the team. That I mean, you miss it, you know, at least I took the shot. But he got a lot of confidence that I'm going to make the next one. I missed four in a row. I'm going to make the fifth one. If that's the mentality you definitely have to have. All right. I've buried the headline. Let's go to Kelly Olenek. The former member of the Miami Heat came off the bench in the first half. He immediately started going to the basket. He was five of six in the first half. He uh, really was attacking, uh, told us in post game that it was based on the matchups of what he knew. He also knew that Miami, you know, we told you in the broadcast, Miami's 27th in the league in rim defense. Teams are allowing night shooting 70% at the rim against Miami. He knew that. Uh, and, and went after them there. And then the Jazz ran the same play about five or six times in a row. It was Kelly Olenek out on the right wing, catching and distributing and playing off that. And it led to Keontae's three. It led to a Keontae UCLA cut for a layup. Um, it led to 10 assists by Kelly Olenek tonight. Um, and they just really the, – the, I'll, I'll stop there. i got a bigger picture comment in a second. But I'll stop there and what Kelly was able to do for this team tonight. Yeah, and he scored. He looked to, to score in the basket, I mean, in, in, especially in that fourth quarter. But David, he knew what was guarding him as well. The young rookie. Hawkes and Robinson, and he torched them both. So he torched them both. Uh, he was interesting post-game. You asked him about the Kelly uh, Linick move Slow. to the basket. Oh, yeah. Right. That is not on rhythm. And 
that's from one on one, two on two, three on three. When he all those games he plays, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And he's smart enough, knows how to get him off. He missed a couple of layups the other night after pulling pulling some of those moves off. And, and but he just and we saw him in practice working on those things. So it's not like it's it's he, he doesn't know what he's doing because he does work on it. There are two things that have changed about the Jazz. There's probably more, but I'm going to go with two things. The biggest one to me is Kelly Olynyk. He's playing with the ball in his hands more. He's on the floor more. He's more involved. He, they're, When possessions aren't working, they're flashing him to the ball and making him make a decision. He's probably the best decision maker on the team. I, I, I think his role of what's happened in the last month is, you know, I don't, I'd have to go back and, and I will do this, look at how many touches he's having, how many front court touches he's having. It just feels like he is so much more impactful. But his role changes from game to game. But yeah, he, his he ability is about six shots, five to six shots a ball game. So, but t- tonight, different. You know, he, he knew that he needed to shoot the basketball. He only ended up with 10 shots. Right. 10 shots. He made six in 27, 28 minutes of, of play. But they were very important minutes, setting his teammates up, getting assists, rebounding. I mean, it's just his impact is just unbelievable. The other one's Colin Sexton. This is a different player. This is the player they dreamed that they were getting a year ago. Coming off the knee injury, he didn't perform this way for the opening 20 games of the season. His last 10 games, he's averaging about 23 points, but it's different. It's it's a, a level of awareness out of Colin that I didn't know he had. Uh, Will talked about his decision-making and the pick and roll and slowing down and making the initial read. Um, and it's also a propensity and willingness to shoot the three. Like he took four threes tonight. I don't care. He's one for four. If you're going to play shooting guard in the NBA, you have to take four to seven threes a night. He was taking one or two last year. That just wasn't enough. And he's now bombing the three, making it at a high rate. But his attack and what he's doing, uh, he's earned himself that starting spot on this basketball team. Well, and, and you just mentioned something very important because he is, as you mentioned, his decision making. But also, he's not playing with his head down. You know, and, and so now he's getting some assists. I mean, he's reading the defense. He ended up with five assists tonight in 25 minutes. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, that's that, that type of performance or effort that you're getting in, in, in 25 minutes. That is awesome. Even if he was doing that coming off the bench, it would be just as valuable to what the Jazz are doing out there on the floor. All right. Um, easy. Six. Yeah, really easy. Yeah. Uh, six players in double figure. Seven players in double figures tonight as John Collins went over as well with two big fourth quarter threes for John Collins tonight. Simone got the start, defended Jimmy Butler really, really well. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler left the game with a foot injury late. I saw somebody in the chat room saying this game would have been different if Jimmy, maybe. But Miami, by the way, came in as 27th in the league in the fourth quarters, 26th in the league in clutch. And Jimmy Butler this year is 8 of 31 in the clutch. So this is actually what we saw tonight out of Miami. It's been a little bit of a season-long issue for them where we were tied going to the fourth quarter and they weren't able to close it. And the Jazz have been remarkably good in the clutch. Will Hardy's team is now 9-5 and five in the fourth-best offense in the league in clutch play. So uh, maybe it would have been different. Obviously, Jimmy Butler's awesome, but it has not been a Jimmy Butler-esque season late in games uh, so far. I thought Simone did a great job on him. Chris Dunn uh, started tonight and, again, kind of just dimed out six assists, hauled it really just an all-around effort. Walker Kessler had a fabulous stretch defensively around the rim in the third quarter that altered the game. I want to give everyone a little do um, before we get to it. Um, and uh, now we can do it. Our two stars tonight are simple and easy. They both start with K. Yeah, absolutely. Keontae George and, and Kelly Olenek, both off the bench, and both were just fabulous. Keontae with 12 fourth-quarter points and a double-double for Kelly Olenek. Thanks so much for tuning in to Postcast. Ron, you got any final thoughts before? Let's before go home. 
go home. We're yeah. home. We don't, we don't have to. It's not like road trip. So we got another game Monday. We might as well stay here, huh? Yeah, we yeah. Dallas tickets are available uh, for the first. See Luca if you've never seen Luca before. Would you please come out? Because it's it's really it's. I talked to an NBA coach this week who said he thinks Luca will be remembered equal to Magic Johnson by the time it's done. It's a great company. Yeah, absolutely. Jazz win it over Miami. Come and get the tickets. See you here. Thanks very much for tuning in. We now send you the first ever 24-7 national stream on YouTube. Locked on sports today.